Welcome to another episode of Spiritual Philosophy Chatter with the Joneses. I'm Danny Jones. And I am Samantha Jones. And this is episode 196. 196. What's our topic today? This is time is an illusion. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> mm-hmm. In a strange, trippy way. Yes. Cool. Before we get into that, because I am excited to talk about this, um, anything you want to talk about from last week? Yeah. So last week we <clears throat> did Earth is Our School. And I wanted to let everyone know that I've kind of started doing things a little bit differently and i'm turning all of our episodes or as many as i can into blog posts cool so if you don't get a chance to listen and you want to like read the episode you can go to my blog which is on the website or it's you can find it there on my facebook page as well i'm sharing them there but yeah you can go in you won't see our commentary obviously but the the notes that i have i've turned into blogs so I thought people would enjoy that. I also wanted to say thank you to everybody because we have been getting a lot of messages lately and a lot of really cool compliments from people lately, you know, nice. telling us that how thankful they are for us and, and and how happy that they found the show. And I just wanted to say thank you to everybody that sends us those messages because yeah, they're a part sure. of what keeps us going. I mean, we love doing this, but knowing that we're helping people. That's and the amazing part. Th- exactly. That's what we want to do. So I just want to say thank you to Thank you, everybody. Yep. Very cool. And then every week we answer two questions. So the first question this week is from Daisy. These are both about um, the other side and and death and stuff. Uh The first one is, uh, like I said, from Daisy. How long should we wait before connecting to a spirit on the other side after they passed? And I get asked this question Mm. quite a bit. Uh, When I first started doing this job, I heard from other people different things and I really didn't know what to do because, you know, I I didn't really have a mentor. I was just hearing these things. So Mm -hmm. I decided to kind of leave the spirits alone for a couple months just to, you know, let them adjust and stuff. But now as my abilities are getting stronger, I'm contacting them more, like more closer to when they pass away, maybe like Mm -hmm. a week or so. So I really try and say, like, for the humans, give it a week just because then they can adjust. But sometimes when people reach out to me and are like, how long should I wait? And their loved one's been gone for two days. I might feel that person already. And then I'm happy to talk to them for you. I just kind of go with what, Mm. you know, go off of what I feel from them. With animals, it's completely different. There's no time there that you need to be between when they pass and when you can talk to them. It can be immediate. Yeah. So, because they're pure souls. So, here's a question yes. for you on that. Mm-hmm. Um, with the human side, <clears throat> have you ever been contacted by the spirit before the waiting your waiting period had ended? Like they came to oh, you yeah. first many times. They came to you first while you were sort of waiting to give them time. many times. Right, that's cool. Michael is one of them. Yes, that's true. Um, there was somebody else that passed recently. Can't remember who it was. But yeah, there's there's been many. Um, my friend Corey, her mother was hit by a car like a mm. week ago. Oh, it was such a horrible story. 
but I felt her immediately, you know, and she wants to talk to her daughter and I'm like, you know, right. Corey's not ready for it yet. So, you know, it just depends too. It can be on this side that we're not ready. We need more time when a loved one passes away. But yeah, I mean, it really could be any time, but just for, you know, I don't know, just to be cool. I say a week. Right. Give yeah, a I week think to adjust. Yep. So consider I hope, it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I hope that answers your question, Daisy. <clears throat> and then the other one is from Brittany. So if you listen to my radio show, Brittany called in this last week and we were talking about, um, I can't remember exactly what she had called in about, but one of the things that we had brought up was um, traumatic death from her father passing away. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she wanted to know, is it possible for people after a traumatic death to delay their resting period? Because what happened to her was her father passed. He was shot. I believe, I believe he was shot. And she felt it before she found out that he had passed away. She was actually asleep and felt him um, like trying to wake her and say, you know, um, I didn't do this. This wasn't me and and wake her up. And so I remember what it was on the radio show. We were talking about dreams and that Mm -hmm. when you have visit dreams, it's usually either, um, you know, if it's a visit dream, it's going to be really positive. And if it's not a visit dream, it's not going to be it might not be positive. Mm -hmm. But if it's not positive, it's definitely not a visit. But this wasn't positive for her. So she was wondering, like, is it possible that they delay their resting period and come to you, you know, right away? And so a few things here. First of all, there's no rules. There's no set. You get there. You have a party. Right. You have a resting period. You, yeah. you can do it however you want to yeah. do it. Yeah. And I do I think believe... it often depends on kind of the life you lived. Yes. You know, and uh, how you died. That's another thing. Yes, is is <clears throat> how you died. Um, but I think we can do this however we want. We can get there and, you know, have mm-hmm. our reuniting with our loved ones and then do our life review and then mm-hmm. rest or whatever. Some spirits, I feel like they don't go into that resting yeah. period. Like my mom, she did not go into that resting period. Right. But she was pretty young when she died. So I think it's just... And I've read some near-death testimony experience, near-death experience testimonies about how they reviewed their life when they passed. Right. And there, there's no kind of goes along with our theme today, that there's no time there. Right. So what they felt like they spent about 24 hours there is what they would have guessed. Right. This is just a particular person that um, I read about. However, they were really only gone, like flatlined for Mm -hmm. like, 15 minutes i think or something like this yeah and then they came back but they had their life review yeah wow you know they were describing it in 360 and seeing it in second person meaning you're in the person that you're talking to or dealing with yeah that's seeing it from their point of view that's scary yeah (laughs) i don't like that so much but okay (laughs) yeah um the other part of this and you had mentioned this just a second ago is maybe they're in the astral plane. Maybe when... But why are we having the review then? No, that's not what I'm, oh, I mean. Oh. I mean, um, if they've gone into like this traumatic death and are trying to contact us, like what he, her dad, Brittany's dad was trying to do, mm-hmm. that he was trying to tell her, I've, I've passed. That's um, what I feel. Yeah. But I also feel like we... So we have this friend Maureen, who's the lady that told me about my abilities and she also knew that her dad had passed away because she felt him standing next to her <clears throat> so again it, it really depends um but that was 
pleasant for her that he was standing next to her, where with Brittany's experience, it was traumatic for her. It wasn't like a visit dream. So that's what she was like, you know, what was this? Was this a visit dream? I don't think it was. I think it was him either in the astral plane or on the other side. The reason I say maybe in the astral plane is because she said he was very nervous and anxious. And we don't feel that really from spirits Mm -hmm. once they're like past that stage. That's when the confusion is when, especially if they've died traumatically, like, um, she wasn't sure what he meant by I didn't do this to right. myself, but apparently it wasn't a suicide. Somebody else shot him. Mm. So that's what he was trying to say. Yeah. So he died really, really suddenly. So that a lot of times will put uh, somebody in the astral plane. Yeah. And it's not a bad place. It's not like a purgatory or a hell or anything like that. It's just a place where you go when you're not quite ready yet. Or uncertain, like you're not sure exactly what just happened. Yes, confused, all of that. Yeah, yeah. you don't want to accept the fact that. But you're you're greeted there. Mm -hmm. You know, if you are to die, you're greeted there and taken on to, you know, heaven. Yep, and that's what I was trying to tell Brittany a little bit too. Don't worry that he was alone and he was feeling that way because he wasn't. Because we always have somebody there with us who's trying to calm us, trying to explain this to us, but. Yeah, when you die suddenly like that, there can be that bit of trauma between, you know, yeah. here and there. And, and we, you hear that a lot. And sometimes it scares people. It makes them think that there is some kind of weird purgatory or hell because it's not exactly what they no. expect heaven right. to be. But that's not. No, that's like not the it. example I was just <laughs> giving the testimony, they said within this 24 hour period, what felt like a 24 hour period was um, when they first got to wherever they were, they were led by um, a spirit guide. It wasn't a family member or anybody yeah. that they recognized, but they were full love and very nice. Mm-hmm. And they took them to this like open field park kind of thing. And there was a barbecue mm-hmm. for their arrival. It was like That's to welcome cool. them. And it was people that not only they knew in this life, but they immediately recognized from other lives. Yeah. And but then they were told at the end of the barbecue Sorry, you can't stay. You got to go back. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Well, thanks for the barbecue. Yeah. And the life review. Thanks. (laughs) Yeah. You know, the life review part of things, I've told you this before, it makes me really want to do things better. Yes. Because I don't want any more of those moments where I know I'm going to look at myself in the life review and go, oh, what did you do? Right. It just changed that not that I really liked that before but now knowing that I really have to like judge myself there's yeah. nobody else that's going to judge me and that like from the the second person perspective mm-hmm. of yeah that's what, the hard, yeah. what they feel like how you're acting yeah what the other person is feeling <clears throat> that's not fun either so yeah yeah anyways so I hope that that answers your question Brittany and thank, thank you, you again both of you ladies for those questions and Daisy too Daisy yes, yes. thank you Okay, and then let's do a reading. So this is for Jen. We did a reading for Jen last week, but different Jen. This is for, uh, so Jen and Little. She said, well, Samantha, as you know, sweet Little passed on. It's been a rough month and a half, um, a rough year and a half, sorry, for me losing all three of, three dogs of mine. My heart aches for her, but I know she's happy with her brothers. If she comes through and you feel inclined, I'd like to connect with Little Any little tidbits of information would definitely assist me in this healing process. I'm always so grateful for you guys and your amazing podcast. I never miss one. Thank you always. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So this is little. She um, just recently adopted. um, Yeah. She uh, has a 
a yellow lab puppy. I don't know how old. I can't remember. And then a chocolate lab puppy. And I want to say maybe there's six months, six to eight months difference between them. And so she's got her hands. Yeah, she's busy. Yes, she is. Um, She had actually, I, I don't remember what episode it was. Maybe it was one of the ones I did the readings in. But she started nursing school. And this dog passed away right before going to nursing school. And she had asked if that it's possible that that happened because she wasn't going to have time for this one because he required so much attention. So we had talked about this a little bit Hmm. previously, but I haven't talked to him yet since he passed away. So let's do that. Oh, I'm sorry. She. Not he. She's so cute. I know that sweater. Yeah. (laughs) She's wearing a sweater and she's got a (laughs) snaggle. (laughs) She she tells me that she really liked her sweaters, but sometimes it was and, and it's funny because Zumi has said this before too. It was more about the deal that you make over them, how cute they look, um, the taking of the pictures and all that, than it was about that they actually needed that. Right. Um, the, the the sweater or whatever. They just really liked like the way the that we Yeah, from... they like the attention, like the way yeah. we respond to it. So she really liked that. Although as she got older it definitely helped. I feel like she had a lot of arthritis. I'm also drawn to one of her eyes. Does she have two different color eyes? That's interesting. I'm not sure exactly what it was I was picking up on, but it felt maybe like glaucoma or I don't know something but the eyes definitely zooming in they look like they're two different colors but you'll have to let me know what was going on with her eye there um she lived a very long life and a very happy life and had everything that she could have possibly needed and you were an amazing dog mom and she's telling me that one of the favorite times that she had with you was when it was just the two of you like she loved the other dogs and other animals and stuff because i believe that you have horses and she's showing me a goat um so she loved like being around the other animals and stuff but her most favorite memories with you are those memories that you two made together the times that you um went she's showing me specifically in the car together and her sleeping and in the car and just being happy that she's with you and just you so that special one-on-one time uh she tells me that she still goes on adventures with you that um Let's see what she's specifically showing me. So I see her running on the beach and I see you walking behind her and her running like way ahead of you and then running back. So I'm assuming this is something that she did in life, but she's also showing me that this is something that she still does now that she's passed away. She's still always with you when you're having these adventures and doing the things that you guys used to do. Uh, She's very much around... um, your your labs right now too still and you will see different behaviors through them that she that she used to do so keep an eye out for that um one of them in particular that she's showing me is laying down but legs being like completely sprawled out in front of her i'm not really sure you'll again you'll have to let me know what this means but i'm assuming she did this and now one of the other dogs does it just looks like it like a hyper extension of the legs like pushing them out really far uh, so that's something there too. So hmm. she loves you very much and she thanks you for all of the the love and the time and the care that you gave her because you gave her an absolutely amazing life and she appreciates that. So awesome. And Betty says hello too. So <laughs> if you can't hear Betty. 
Okay, so there you go, Very Jen cool. Little. So thanks, guys. I hope that resonates for you. You'll have to give us some feedback on that. Very good. All right, and then before we get into the episode, let's give our info. Go for it. So you can find me at samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. You can find my radio show every Wednesday, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on voiceamerica.com on the Empowerment Channel. It's called Beyond the Bridge with Samantha Jones, and it's lots of fun, so have a listen. Yay. And you, sir? Yes, for my art, djonesartcollection.com. For the web, at djonesartcollection for Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. I mentioned a couple weeks ago that I did one for you, a Brittany, which yes. you can see on Instagram and Facebook, but I don't have it on my website yet. Yeah, so we will do that soon. That will be soon. Yeah, for sure. And that's it for me. Very good. All right, then. Episode 196, Time is an Illusion. This is one of those topics where you have to let your mind go. Yes, you do. You can't think too human-like. You can't stick to the constructs of time. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Get it? Because if you go by everything that we've grown up to know and been taught, none of this will make sense. No. We have to have something to measure life by, mm -hmm. to tell us when you know we get up in the morning, when we have to go to work. There has to be something. So this time was invented to help us stay on this track. But this is a human concept. Yes. Time in that way is not actually a thing. No. No. So, let's get to my notes. I mean, our our pets are perfect examples of that. Do they have a sense of, yes, the sun's coming up, sun's going down, it's getting light, it's getting dark. They right. have a sense of something's changing, something's going, if you want to say time is going by. But they don't understand at all what a clock would be or... No numbers and how that works or any of that no yet they're living in the same reality we are right they don't know when we leave the house if no. we've been gone for 10 minutes or 10 hours they will feel like obviously the longer that they're home alone they might get start to feel anxious and stuff mm -hmm. but they really don't know the difference no. because sometimes they'll be just as anxious after you've been gone for 10 minutes mm -hmm. especially if they're asleep you know how when you're asleep time it doesn't feel like anything mm -hmm. so it just it just goes in this interesting way so when i try to explain to animals time like as far as um, when their owners go away and stuff like that i do it by sundown sun up you know yeah. by your sleeps how many sleeps it's going to be because that's the best way to explain time yes. to them because you can't be like well they'll be home at three o'clock on a sunday they'll be like what are you talking about right so <laughs> you have to give them a little yeah. bit more than that because it is a human concept and that's like really our first invention of some sort of timekeeping device was a sundial yeah which was measuring shadow and letting us know at what point in the day we were at. But it wasn't like, oh, right. hey, the ancient Greeks were going, hey, it's 1113. Right. The sundial says. Yeah. No, exactly. This is something I can't remember who invented this, like who put this together. I have no Was idea. Was it Newton? It might have been Newton. Can't remember. But I don't, don't, don't quote me on that. Anyways, a lot of us grow up being fed this idea that time is a fact. The illusion of time we're experiencing is a social construct. Real time is is actually something completely different. Mm -hmm. We all know what it feels like as time passes. Our present becomes the past as soon as it happens. What we just talked about a minute ago is already in the past. Right. Uh, today soon turns into yesterday. If you if you live in a climate where you have all four seasons, you see those seasons change. You can kind of predict what month you're in based on what you know mm -hmm. the temp the, what the temperature is and what's going on. But that again is not actual time 
you know, mm-hmm. what, what we've set it to be. Right. Uh, as we are de- reach like adulthood and later in life, we also become more increasingly aware of the years um, and at how they're flashing by mm-hmm. and notice that uh, as time moves faster, it seems. Uh, yeah. You know, so I asked our listeners, is time an illusion? And 71% said, absolutely. And 21% said, I'm not sure. 4% said, I don't know what that means. And then Brittany McKee answered, uh, she added her, she said, yes and no. So, which I understand because, you know. So a couple of the comments that we had from Gabe, he said, not sure I'd call it an illusion, but it is certainly a perception. And then Chelsea said, the concept of linear time is not an illusion. It is based on planetary movement. However, the illusion is that the majority of time we accept the reality we perceive as the only reality, leaving little space and time to explore those other frequencies that exist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it's, um, I guess it depends on how you look at it as far as what an illusion, you know, what I like an Gabe's is. response because it is perception, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the example for that is um, I go back to thinking about being in school, high school, it's Friday and it's the last period of the day. And, you know, most classrooms, the clock was hung right above the teachers, yeah. the chalkboard at the front of the room where everybody can see it. And it would just drag. Yep. Like it became like a warp as where there's this, we all have this sensation, which brings me to the fact that it is an illusion or a perception if you, if you're Gabe, <laughs> <laughs> but that it speeds up and slows down. Yes. Time is almost fleeting when we're having a great time. Yes. When we are happy in our vibrations, it's almost like it doesn't matter. So it goes by quickly. Yes. But when we are in dire need for something to end or we're just bored out of our minds, maybe we're sitting in prison. Right. It's going to slow. Yes. Down. Mm-hmm. This is perception. Mm-hmm. So the, the one thing that I kind of go back to about that is I feel like it was designed for man, not for us to be, oh, I'm running late, I'm running late. Right. Or it's three months from now and Christmas is, you know, how many months from now? Yeah. You know, like, like it wasn't meant for that. I think it was a way for us to recognize what we are, essentially, is that we're energy and spirits that go back home once we're done in this body. But it was to recognize what a gift that this experience is mm-hmm. and it's uh temporary mm-hmm. so temporary then all of a sudden we go well how long mm-hmm. right yeah. we want to know yeah. in a time frame how long is temporary right it makes us cherish what this gift is whether we realize it or not but as we get older yeah that's what happens because that cherishing of this experience and this gift starts to become more overwhelming yeah and so you don't want it to end you don't want it to speed up you want things to go slower and enjoy it but it's going faster yes it is a very strange illusion i think when you realize that you're past middle age Mm -hmm. and that you have a lot of things that you still want to do in your life 
but time seems to be moving really quickly and you don't know if you're going to be able to do all of those things in the time that you have left. This is a very strange thing that has really set in for me, especially over the last couple of years. Uh, And so I do this weird game with myself where, so I'm 45. And so I think back to like when I was 20 and everything that's happened between the time that I was 20 and 45 oh my gosh, there's so much in those 25 Mm -hmm. years. So how much can I accomplish in the next 25 years based on how much I've already been through in the previous? Mm -hmm. And that helps me to realize that I do still have a lot of time. Right. And I don't need to speed through this, even though it it feels like I need to. It feels like, oh, my gosh, if things don't start moving right now, I'm going to run out of time. Like you and I really want to travel, but there's a lot of things that have to happen in order for us to get to the point where we can travel more. And we want to be like physically okay enough to be able to do that. Right. At least for a little bit. Yeah, we don't want to Yeah, get to that age. So there does feel like a rush to get, you know, like, oh, my God, I want to do this before. Um since the awakening, though, mm-hmm. and understanding now better of how what's really going on here, mm. I think that I have a better understanding than I did five, ten years ago. Um, now I understand that, yeah, we have to adhere to time and money. There's certain things that are part of this simulation that we all have to adhere to. Mm-hmm. And then there's certain things about our individual simulations that are not anything like each other's. Right. But these are two things and time is one of them. And I realize now that that's just here, but I am literally going to live forever. <laughs> yes. You so, are. and hearing these testimonies about people that have <clears throat> had like these near death experiences and they walk out of their body and they're viewing their body from outside, either mm-hmm. above to the side, if there's people that are working on them, like paramedics or something, they say sometimes they can't see what's being done to them because somebody's blocking their view. Right. But the surprising, most surprising thing was, was that they would say, a lot of people would say, I thought I was going to feel different. I thought it was going to seem different once I left my body. Mm-hmm. And I realized I was exactly the same. Yeah. My thoughts. Yeah. It, it felt like me, yeah. but I was confused as to why I'm not there right. in the body. I'm standing outside looking at it, but I have all the same me yeah. going on. And that's a really big thing to wrap your head around yeah. and think about. That's for eternity. Mm-hmm. So if something like eternity exists, then there is no need for time. Right. That's right. So you're going to do this over and over and over. Yep. So it makes me ease in a little bit to like those moments where it rushes and slows. Yes. And rushes and slows that that's just kind of part of that process. But the more that I focus on, I so don't want to be here. I don't want to. I'd rather be somewhere else. Then, yeah, I'm going to slow it down to a miserable pace. Yeah. In those situations, trying to find something positive about the moment to help it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Instead of sitting there with my head on my desk in high school and sleeping during <laughs> the period and looking up every couple minutes to see how many minutes had passed, I could have engaged in what was going on. Right. And it probably would have went a lot quicker. Yep. But I made it more miserable on myself. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I didn't a, want to be there. So. It's a funny game that we play with it. Yeah, it really is. Time. 
It is. And, you know, something else that, like, this... I don't know if other people do this. I'm sure that they do. I can't be the only one. When I was a kid, I used to think, not even a kid, but back then and in my 20s, used to think about like how one day I'm not going to be here, but the earth is going to continue. Everything's going to continue, but I won't be here. One day I'll be dead. And it used to freak me out. It used to really, like I could get myself into this tailspin of paranoia of Oh my gosh, I'm I'm not going to be here because at this point like I I've always felt like there was something else. I've never really felt like it was time out, but right. lights out, but I don't know what I didn't know what that was. Right. So there was still that okay, it could be lights out. It could be that this is the end and I will just cease to exist. Now <laughs> I actually <laughs> have the problem on the flip side that I go, ah I'm going to be here alive forever, mm-hmm. for eternity, always, never. There's never an end. No. There's never an end. No, you'll you'll <laughs> be able to view Earth whenever. That is an interesting concept because I think like what you're saying is like you're thinking it from terms of, which I kind of did too, is like, oh, that means lights out and like everything yeah. continues, but I'm no longer in that equation. Yeah. Not realizing that, no, no, it's quite the opposite of that. Yes. You will be able to see it all. Yep. You could actually stand right, not stand literally, but be right here in the same room Yes, that you were in 25 years before mm-hmm. and be there. Yes. Literally be there. Yep. But just in a different form. Something I catch myself doing too is like all of these things that we had as kids and now there's like they cease to exist and there's all this more technology, better mm-hmm. technology. And I think, man, I wish that I would be able to see, you know, in 50 years from now what the technology is going to be like in 100 years. I used to oh, think yeah. like that. Now I'm like, I can. I can. I will be able to yeah. see all of this. It'll just be in a different you know, dimension or mm-hmm. whatever or in a different life because yeah. we'll experience all these things in other lives too. So. Well, yeah, and that doesn't necessarily have to mean the future because no. I think like kind of what Chelsea was saying is that the linear concept goes along with the solar system yes. and how this works. That's, yes, that's scientifically, but I yes. look at it as it's not linear. It's in a 360 degree, which means then you can drop into the next life and it doesn't necessarily have to be. 2035 yes. or 2050 it can be 1873 yes it can and that was actually the next uh thing on my my notes was that time is not linear no it is energy and energy does not work in a linear way no most of us tend to think of time as linear absolute and constantly running out but is that really true no. and how can we change our perception to feel better about the passing of time that's how science we're basing how things heavenly things move yeah objects that are in motion and how they're moving i get that we need to know how to measure that but it doesn't it doesn't mean that's how this is working no no how the the part you can't see is working no and what you were talking about before is simultaneous time simultaneous time. and this yeah. was a very very hard concept for me to grasp for mm. a while until I don't remember who it was. I think it was you told me a story about something Mm -hmm. that explained to me that simultaneous time means that it is not linear, that it is 360. So what, how I helped myself to understand this is I pictured myself standing in the middle of this circle Mm -hmm. and all around me is the times that exist Mm -hmm. from the beginning of time until 
infinity right. in the future. Right. And that you can pick when you reincarnate to go back to any place or go forward to any place that you want. So when you do a past life regression, mm. your past life might be a future time from now, not right. necessarily in the past, which opens up a whole level of experiences and possibilities. It means that in the life after this, I could go back and hang out with Nostradamus. Mm -hmm. I could be friends with him or I could go to the future, you know, a hundred years or a thousand years and see what's going on there and live in that place. Mm -hmm. uh, it took me a while to grasp that concept. Yeah. But I one I of the ways that it was explained it. that maybe helped me understand is like you use a tape measure, you pull out twelve inches and you go from one inch to twelve inches that's from beginning to end. Right. But you take those two points and put them together, and now you have infinity inches. Yeah. Because it just keeps going around. Right. Just like um, when they talk about how we, our, our geometric shapes from octagons, triangles, squares, and then you have a circle, yep. which is an infinity shape of points. Mm -hmm. Right? Because yeah. every other shape has points. This has points if you were to actually put them in there, yeah. but it has infinity. Right. Right. So that's like, whoa. Yeah. In school, we get the timeline, you know, and it shows us, okay, here's the very beginning of mankind and here's the dinosaurs and mm -hmm. the cavemen and this and that. And then it eventually they're like, it's going to end, you know, but it doesn't. It doesn't. That's not how this works. Mm -hmm. So there's not an end to the, the souls and, and humankind and all that. Right. There just isn't. So we have a, a thing called time to measure, you know, how long it takes for something to get from point A to point B. But this does not apply to the concept of, and I don't even want to use the term time, but the concept of this nonlinear time. Right, sure. This 360 degree idea doesn't apply to that. It could not. Right, yeah. But to say, wow, I can choose to go to the future in my next life, mm -hmm. or I can choose to go to the past, mm -hmm. shows me it's not linear. Right. Yep. If you want to learn more about this stuff, about um, simultaneous time, Dolores Cannon is a great source for this. A lot of the stuff that um, I have notes on is from her lectures that you can find mm -hmm. on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Just search Dolores Cannon and Time is an Illusion or Simultaneous Time. But one of the things that she said in one of the videos I saw is simultaneous time, one of the reasons that it confuses people is because it's not happening at the same time. It's existing. Everything is existing at the same time. Everything isn't happening at the same time. No. It's existing at the right. same time, which I think helps to, you know, helps us to understand that. <laughs> but even that better. can kind of bend your brain. Oh, it's all mind-bending. Absolutely. But yes, I, you know, her Convoluted Universe books will yes. get a lot into time and um, simultaneous time. Dolores Cannon, if you're not familiar with her as a past life regression therapist that's written mm. many, many, many books, one of the things that she said and one of the things I read is we are the only species in the universe that has found a way to measure something that doesn't exist. Yep. That's a trip. 
the only species. So what is it like on other planets? Like, I'm totally confused. How do you guys know? How do you know when you're supposed to be somewhere? Does it just not matter? Like, these are all questions that I know. I Inquiring minds want to exactly. know. Tell me more, Dolores. Tell me more. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But I, I definitely feel like on this spiritual journey that time has been something that the the way that I feel about it has changed. The things that I've been taught about it are yeah. they've that has kind of changed my outlook on things. When I first started in the spiritual journey, weird things were happening to me to show me that time was an illusion. Yes. And like some of them I thought I was losing my mind. Like one of them was that I'd be driving and I would swear I passed a certain point and I would be passed there and all of a sudden I'm there again. Don't ask mm. me what the hell that was because yeah. I have no idea. But it happened to me a lot at first. Yeah. And I, I'm assuming it had something to do with showing me that time is an illusion. I also believe there is a possibility that we can do things like do a day over. If things don't go the way that they're supposed to do, that it's possible that we can jump back in time and do that day over. Because there's been many times on this journey where I felt like maybe I didn't do things right and I'm getting another chance to do them over. These are all maybe like, that is happening, but in an alternate that could be, yes. Universe, an yeah. alternate choice of you. I don't know what the illusion is or what it's about. I just know that it was a very strange feeling. I don't get that so much anymore, but I used to. Now I feel more like time speeds up and slows down yeah. a lot for me. Um, the other night I was watching a show. Like when we get ready for bed, um, I will lay on the floor with Zuma and mm -hmm. the other dogs uh, before you're ready. And then you come and lay down with them. So when I lay on the floor, I watch TV. And I was just sitting there watching TV. And all of a sudden, it felt like the t like TV was on fast forward. It was really weird sensation. Huh. And when these things happen, I'm like, what's my brain doing now? You know. But I realized that these are just ways that they're showing me that it does. It speeds up and it slows down. Yeah. For I, sure. I think for me, uh, synchronicities as far as time or clocks as are concerned was another another way for me to look closer at it. Yeah. Look closer at time. Yep. Um, I don't wear a watch, <clears throat> so I rely on my phone, which I don't carry on me every second. Mm -hmm. Or I'll rely on a microwave or the car, right. the clock on your car um, dashboard. That's how I rely on time to know where I'm. Am I running late? Am I on time? I tend to see <clears throat> 11 minutes after the hour of almost every <laughs> hour of the day. Me too. Yes. Why? Right. Why am I not looking at it at 23 minutes into the hour? Right. Or 42 minutes into the hour mm -hmm. or 56 minutes into the hour? Why is it 11? Mm -hmm. Um. I'm going to share something with you guys real fast, too, that I don't think I shared. When So we ordered a Bronco three years ago on a reservation wait mm -hmm. um, and for it to be built. And that happened finally, and it was delivered. And I said to you and Marina, when I got my fake license plate numbers, and yeah, yeah. I said, well, I wonder how long does it usually take? Do you remember? And you said, oh, it's like a month or something. To get your real plates? Yeah. yeah. And you're like, yeah, Marina got hers in about a month. And I was like, ooh, great. I hope I get good numbers. <laughs> yeah. My last three numbers are triple ones. I was so jealous. And she's <laughs> got was... a 13. I'm like, you guys. <laughs> so I, I I said this out loud. Mm -hmm. I hope I get good numbers. Yeah. And boom, you there sure it was. Did. I got like the angel numbers. Yeah. I was like, wow. 
those are the kind of things that uh, that's something different, not yeah. related to time. But why am I looking at the clock at 11 minutes after the hour, every hour? Right. And I also showed you that I see a lot of watch ads for like Rolodex, yes. uh, Rolex, excuse me. Yes. Um, whatever. When we go to the mall, they have big banners that like hang. Yeah. Or they'll be on a digital screen. Mm-hmm. And I'll be damned. The watch said 10, 11. Always. Yeah. On, in the photo yeah. of the, the watch on the guy's wrist. Yeah. You know? Yep. Always. <laughs> I was like, okay. You know, I want I want to talk about the license plates for a second, even though it has nothing to do with time. Just because I did an experiment this week that I think would be fun for our listeners to do. Yeah. Is that, you know, I believe this wholeheartedly, 100%. But sometimes I wonder if I'm just seeing license plates always that have these numbers because all license plates have my numbers. Do you know what I mean? Like I see my numbers on license plates so much that it just makes me feel like this can't possibly be divine. This is just everybody has these numbers. So what I did one day this last week is I watched every car as it passed us and drove by and I observed the numbers that were on these license plates and none of them were my numbers. None of them. When I went back to not paying attention and just listening to that little tap on the shoulder. You should take a look over there. Exactly. Yes. That's when the numbers started again. Yes, I do the same thing. I think that everybody should do that. I think it's a good way of showing you that this is not in your head, that this is absolutely happening. And that they're they're pointing it out to us when it's time for us to look. And sometimes, and I was talking to somebody earlier today, I can't remember who it was, but they were saying the same thing, that it's like you look over to one license plate and there's my numbers. And then you look over to another one and they're there too. Oh, it was my sister. Yeah, that Adriana is starting to see all these. And it's like, how are the, the all of these cars in front of me right now have right. 11, 13, 22, 26? Right. They all have them. How's that possible? Right. Uh it's the simulation, I guess. Yeah. It's the universe. I mean, that can even apply like when I'm driving my car or something and something says, look at what time it is. Yes. And then the second voice says, now look at the odometer. Yes. And there's a like, there's a triple in the odometer and then the clock says 134 or something. I love right. you or 1211 or whatever it is. Right. There's a significance to the communication that's happening. Yes. Through this. A lot of times that voice won't be a voice. It'll just be a quick thought. It's very, very quick. So don't think that you have to hear in your head, no. you know, look at this, look at that. It is honestly a Literally lot of Literally feels times... like an instinctual thought. Like, exactly. oh, I should look at the clock. Exactly. Sometimes I like argue with it too. Like if we're sitting there watching a movie and I'll all of a sudden hear like, what time it is it? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes that's how it comes in is what time is it? And I'll go and look at my phone, but I'll be like, I'm, I don't really want to look at my phone because we're watching something and then I will and it's... It's, you know, a, it's an 11 after or one of my numbers, yeah. you know, 143 or 1111 or whatever. But that's how they how they do it. It's that yeah. little tap on the shoulder that we don't even recognize is happening. Right. And it's very, very real. So play the with one, it. Experiment with it. The one part about it, too, is that science that kind of in, intrigues me about time being an illusion is that science rule with, you know, linear time and how they measure. But realistically, like. I, I'm, if I'm correct, like our years change by a matter of seconds or minutes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that would mean that the clock actually is lying to us. Yeah. Because we've either skipped, you know, right, five minutes or thirty seconds on this year, or or because of the right. way that things are moving out there in the solar system. So you realize that 
who's making up for that? Right. Yeah. Who's making up for that difference? One of the things that Dolores said, and, and this is kind of what you're talking about a little bit, is she said, when you're in America and you make a phone call to London, there's like a six-hour time difference, depending, of course, where you are in America. A six-hour time difference. But you're not waiting six hours Mm -mm. for the response from that person. You're talking to them in real time. Real time. But it's technically the future there for them. That's the part about understanding, a way to dumb this down about understanding time, simultaneous time existing at the same time. Yes. But not happening at the same time. Exactly. Another example that I saw was like, if the sun explodes, okay, the... It's going to take a while before the earth knows that it's going on. So everybody is experiencing the same thing, but at different times. It takes time to get there, which isn't a great example because it's always been one Mm -hmm. of my fears that that would happen. It's not going to, but, Mm -hmm. you know. Uh, (laughs) So anyways, I did another poll in the group and I asked, do you ever have moments where it feels like time is speeding up or slowing down? And 68% said all the time. And 32% said occasionally. But absolutely no one said no or maybe I'm not sure. Right. Everybody feels that. So why is that? Why do we all experience that? I, you know, yeah. I, I really, it's so weird. I, I don't know. A few of the comments, Nancy said, I try and not focus on time too much unless it's an order or something to be on time for. But I will say that when I was younger, it dragged out. And now that I'm getting older, it has drastically increased. Yep. And I said, so like it's getting faster as you're getting older. And she said, lightning speed. And that's exactly what it feels like. It's mm-hmm. like... It, I don't know. I, I the teenage years and all of that seemed to drag on, but my forties seemed to be flying by. Like, yeah. whoa, slow down. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. uh, Ed was funny. He gave a funny comment. He said, "Only when dealing with the colonoscopy couldn't help it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel your pain there, man. And then Chelsea said, my dad has a great story. Since my dad worked for the studios, he knew that being on time was probably the most important rule. So he is on Wilshire and the light turns red. And that moment, the clock ticked fast, but the light moved slow. He said he experienced both fast and slow simultaneously. And I totally understand that. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Sometimes those lights, too. You're like, man, I'm missing my whole life here at this light. What's going on? Even when life is moving fast. Yeah. Lori said, I have anxiety about time going too fast. It's like I'm losing time or running out of time. And I think that that is definitely something that happens as you get older. I feel that more and more as I get older of like, oh, time's running out. I have to do this. But remember, too, that what you don't do in this life, you Mm -hmm. will do in another life. You know, that might not be super comforting, but it's true. Yes. It is absolutely true. So. I think it, it too makes us realize as we get older that it's time that we have to start right. working on things and not sitting around like my 20s. Right. I literally wasted. Yeah. Like, like I wasted. I slept. I didn't do yeah. anything constructive, you know. <laughs> so now here I am in my 40s and I'm trying to make up for all of that. Right. It's not easy. Yeah. I think if anybody out there is going, oh, you know, I never got to see um, the Grand Canyon or Eiffel Tower. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah. Because... Even not in a body, you get to see it. Right. But you get to come back and you can make that your next life's goal is I got to see this place. Right. So you have eternity to see those places that you want to see. I don't really, I I will say the earth will be around for eternity. Yeah. But you have a long time. Mankind will somehow exist. Yes. You know, humans. 
will be on other planets. But you too. can incarnate on other right. other life forms and other planets and experience right. probably something better. I'm sure. I'm sure of it. Yeah. Uh, something else is that when your vibration is low, uh, time will seem to go by really slowly. When yes. you're feeling down and or bored or whatever, raising those vibration will help mm-hmm. for time to go by more quickly. Something that I jotted down in my notes that I had read online is if you don't want to shed that unsettling feeling on a Sunday evening that the weekend has whizzed by, there is something you can do. Constantly seek out new experiences. Take up new activities on the weekends and visit new places rather than heading for the same pub or cinema. All this fun means the time will fly in the moment, but because you will lay down more memories when you get to Monday morning, the weekend will have felt longer. Same routine, of course, is unavoidable, but if you can create a life which feels both novel and entertaining in the present, present the weeks and years will feel long in, in, in retrospect. Even varying your route to work can make a difference. The more memories you can create for yourself in everyday life, the longer your life will feel when you look back. And that's really true. Mm-hmm. It is. Like I, like I said, my 20s, I can't tell you a lot of what <clears> happened <throat> in my 20s besides my mom passing away and, and starting a business and, and buying a house. Other than that, I don't remember a lot. But my 30s were one thing after the other. I can give you a list of things that happened, but amazing things because I made them happen. Because I said, I spent my 20s sitting around doing absolutely nothing. Yeah. And I'm not going to do that in my 30s. And I did so much stuff that I'm so grateful for. Yeah. So even if it's just, you know, one thing that you do on the weekend or, or whatever, even once a, once a month, do something extraordinary with yeah. that time so that when you, you know, you look back, you go, I did have this life that I lived yeah. instead of just letting the time go by because it does go by fast. It really does. Sure does. I tend to look at life like a video game i've talked about this and so sometimes i my mind really goes with it and it's fun to let it kind of wander you know and i i wonder too like how much of this when they say time is an illusion how much of it is real at all how much of it is that we talk about the the simultaneous time right so do we have to go in this life from the beginning or can we actually jump in at different points? Like, okay, let me explain, because I know I'm probably losing some people on this. We have all of these memories. Mm-hmm. We have all these memories from childhood, all these memories from our early years, but did they actually happen? Or is that a part of this game? Are we just experiencing the things that we need to experience, but those things right. actually didn't happen? Right. I don't know. I'm not saying that that's the case. I'm just saying that sometimes these are the things You're that pondering like... pondering. Yes. That's what they want us to do. Like it, Yes. It, because even if it's not the truth... You're opening your mind to accept whatever the truth could be. Yes. So that's the start. But I, yeah, how do we ever, we don't really explain this until we get to the other side. But I do believe, yeah, absolutely. Yep. That there's going to be multiple me's in multiple universes for people to jump into. Right. They may not live the whole life, but they're there to just experience one part of this life. Yes. That maybe they didn't do when they finished their last life. Maybe it was on their list. Yeah. Or they just felt like, I need to do this. I believe it. I believe it. One thing else that Dolores Cannon said was that 
a lot of times when she's doing these past life regressions and whoever she's talking to on the other end, they don't have the words to describe exactly what's going on because we wouldn't understand it as humans. So we have to really imagine that things that are happening here, we have no clue because we couldn't possibly understand what's going on because we think so much like humans. Mm -hmm. So I'm totally open to this could be anything. This literally could be anything. Like sometimes I feel like at night I'm turning the video game off and I'm living my real life on the other side while this body rests, like the video game is charging. And then in the morning I'm starting the game all over again for that day. It's very strange, but I it do is. believe it's like a, lot a giant of it. question of what is it? What, what is, is it? this? Yep, exactly. Is it, it, you know, like just giving me an ex- explanation of you know gases and elements isn't enough for me to understand what this is. Yeah, no, I absolutely. know that there's gases and oxygen, and I know that there's rock and fire and all this stuff. I know that, but what is it really? Right, I, that I don't know. If you listen more to Dolores Cannon or read any of her convoluted universe books, it goes even deeper than this. Yes. It goes way deeper than this. Yes. Into things that are, you know, sometimes I I wonder, like, how accurate is she? Is it possible that all of these things are true? And I think for the most part, part, a lot of the things that she says, yes, because she calls herself a reporter. So she's just basically reiterating what her client is sharing with her under hypnosis yeah and i'm talking thousands of clients yeah that come with a lot of very similar information yes and that this uh, one resounding kind of message is that none of this is real right it's a collective simulation that we are all doing it together that's what makes us one because we are fragments of the source out having a field trip in a way experience. We are imagining all this together, the good and the bad. Yes. She even talks about how a place doesn't exist until it's collectively imagined. So like one of her lectures, she's mentioning this place that we're at right now. We are all here together because we all collectively made this happen, but this place did not exist. That is deep and and it's very confusing, but I do believe that there's truth to it. I do believe there's so much more going on here Mm -hmm. than we could possibly ever imagine she talks about walk-ins um like what you were talking Mm -hmm. about where you just go into somebody's body and experience their life in an imprint yes background people people that are just in your story just to be in the background there's so much going on here this time being an illusion is just one small part of it if anything us us inventing this measurement tool called time is even more like of a evidence yeah. to of we can't wrap our heads around this, so we've got to make something up to try to understand this. Mm-hmm. Right. We're going to have to live with this construct of time while we're here. Oh, yeah. It's just how it goes. We need to know when we need to be someplace, how old we are. None of this really actually matters in the grand scheme of things. No. But because everybody else lives this way, we kind of have no choice but to do it too. 
you know, um, but that doesn't happen on the other side. There isn't this time. It's like, it's hard for me when I do readings to try and explain how the time goes over there. You know, yeah. a lot of times they will say to me things like in human years or in human time, because they don't have that over there. It's not years or, you know, they don't measure things like that there. No. That's totally here. <laughs> so I'll, excuse me. So I'll hear that. This is how you measure in human time. Right. Not in spiritual time. Right. Pretty cool. Yeah. I like the topic. It's it's deep. We did do it once before at the very beginning, I believe, of the podcast. Something to this effect. I should look it up. But I seriously doubt. I did not listen back to it. I seriously doubt it has, you know, this stuff. Because what happens is, of course, during any journey, you start to learn more and more. And so, like, as we've gone on in our podcast, we're learning. And then when we experience these things, we come and share them with you guys. Right. So I'm going to look at what episode that was for the, that we did time the last time. Right. But let's see. It was it was episode 15. Right. So I can imagine that, you know, now we're on, what, 196? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of different things because we've learned so much in the yeah. last few years. There was something about one of those near-death experiences uh, that kind of resonated with, with me when you were just talking, and that was when the lady said that they're, they were at a park or somewhere outside having a barbecue to celebrate them coming home. Yeah. Back to heaven. Mm-hmm. Well, that park doesn't exist. And, and you don't Neither did the there. barbecue. Right. Because you don't eat. Right. It's just all... You made that up collectively uh-huh. to meet somewhere to celebrate something. Uh-huh. Yep. So it's as if, you know... We're doing the same thing here or maybe kind of like going to sleep there and we're dreaming in what seems like a virtual reality. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. Trivia. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there we have it. That was fun. Yeah, it was. I like the topic. Me too. It's a good time. Hope that uh, didn't bend people's minds too much. But enough that you enjoyed it. Yeah, and if you like getting your mind bent, then go read Dolores' books, yeah. especially the Convoluted Universes, because she will get into this. Yes. And not to say they don't, you know, yeah, the other side in that dimension can't share it completely because you wouldn't totally understand yeah. it. But they do get into the best explanation that they can give you. Absolutely. And it's mind bending. Yes, it is. I love it. Yep. I do too. And I love learning more and understanding more because I used to get so frustrated when I couldn't figure out the whole simultaneous time. And then finally, when I understood it, I was like, yes, finally. So yeah, I just hope those epiphanies. I really credit her to showing me a lot of the answers. Like, Mm -hmm. I think for you, it was like between the two of you kind of showing me this way and leading me to the light. But what was great is I could take what I was getting from you and then go hear it in these books. Yes. Confirmation. You know, like what your mom was sharing through you yes. about this stuff. Or vice versa. Mm-hmm. I could go to your mom and say, is this right? Is this right? Yeah. <laughs> you know? No, that was a lot of what I loved about Dolores at the beginning was yeah. that I was told all of these things, but didn't really have a way to confirm them so much. Mm-hmm. And then we started listening to her and she started talking about all of the things that my mom and, and the other spirits had talked to us about. And it was like, well, there's your confirmation right there. Yeah. That's exactly what they said to us. Yeah. So, yeah, she she's amazing. So Absolutely. Yep. All right, then. Okay. Well, before we say goodbye to everybody, you want to share your information one more time? Yes. So you can find me at samanthajonespsychicmedium.com. And again, my radio show, you can find it there as well. But Wednesday mornings, 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on voiceamerica.com on the Empowerment Channel. 
Dang. and you sir once again for my art djonesartcollection.com for the web at djonesartcollection for instagram facebook and tiktok and that's all i got very good all right guys well we hope everybody did get something out of this that um we do if if you you know if it tests you a little <laughs> bit, that's okay. That's good. You it's know, supposed to bend your mind. Yeah, it's supposed to open you up to maybe something greater than what you were just taught. Yes. So exactly. Um, not to be anything against teachers and out there, but you know what I mean. Yeah. There's more to it. So. There is. Yeah. And we hope everybody has a great week. That we do. Until next week. Peace, Peace and love. love.